When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. You're listening to Thursday Trots Life with Jason Bonington and Toby McKinnon. Cold outside. Well, it's not cold. Well, it's cold outside. You're trying to think of. Um, they tell you to do that, don't they? Climate related. Uh, <clears throat> particularly when you're particularly when you're freezing, you know, to envisage uh, a, a tropical oasis. Well, I wouldn't play. Put it this way. Palm tree swing. If it, if it was cold. Yep. I'm not going to play Snow Patrol, am I? <laughs> it was chasing cars. It's a, it's a hot activity. <laughs> Although, are they actually chasing cars? No, he's chasing cars inside his mind. Chasing Zambonis. He's actually just sitting down because he goes, if I stay here, if I just stay here, would you lie with me? So he's he's, he's somebody who just doesn't want to to be involved. You talk amongst yourself? Yes. um, Because I've got Emma Stewart back in my life. Oh, look at you go. Look at you go, Hugo. Uh, We will have Emma Stewart. We were slightly frightened there for a a brief moment that we wouldn't have, but... um, she always comes through in the end, and she's on the line right now. The Queen, the Matriarch. How are, well, probably you want to be called the Princess, actually. I've gone too far there. I've probably offended you. How are you, Emma? <laughs> I'm good, thank you. <laughs> um, now, going into the heats for this big race on Saturday night for the uh, juveniles at Menangle, you probably thought, oh, we've got three very nice horses, but one's a hell of a lot better than the other two. Or did you think that? And what do you think right now? No, I reckon they're even, to be honest with you. And the draw sort of doesn't make it any easier um, to pick which one sort of I, I think is going to win. So, no, I think they're pretty even. And I wouldn't be surprised if um, any of them won, really. Well, Phil, the listeners in, it's a bit of a private conversation here. The three runners that are going around for uh, for Emma Stewart in the uh, in the big two-year-old race are first responder, major celebrity and Petrarca. So there was a, such a huge boom around Petrarca. And we know... We know down the track probably, well, I'll tell you what, first responder in particular, major celebrity looks like a, a little bit of a uh, professional, but first responder in that maniacal final quarter sitting outside Petrarca and never giving an inch, it almost looked to me, I don't know whether it's going to be right here right now, but is there a little sense at home that maybe first responder in six or 12 months' time might be the best of the lot? Yeah, I think so. I think both him and major celebrity are sort of horses that are going to be definite derby horses and sort of get better as they... As they sort of mature, they're quite they're quite tall and, and lanky sort of horses, so um, they're sort of going to be coming good later on. Whereas the track is a dead set two year old at the minute and uh, is fast and is beautifully gated. So um, yeah, I think first uh, response is going to be one that improves. So you're in two minds a little bit, but with the early speed, does Petrarca still get across them, even though he's drawn outside the other two? Or are you thinking maybe uh, which of the other two major celebrity maybe is shown? good enough gate speed if it really wanted to hold, maybe it could hold Petrarca at the start? Yeah, I think it could if he wanted to. So we haven't sort of gone through that yet. I think Petrarca could cross if he wanted as well, but at what cost? So 
just really not sure. It's sort of, yeah, it's a, it's a bit of a tricky one this week. Now, I want to turn our attentions quickly to Tabcourt Park, Mountain, because you've got some runners there and one race in particular, the Victoria Size Classic, sponsored by the VHRC. You've got three runners there. I am convinced in my own very small mind, which is the best winning chance of the trio, but uh, I'm not going to say it out loud. Beach Villa Kavaji, star celebrity, thoughts? Uh, oh. I think star celebrity is the, the best of them, but being a filly and drawn out the back so it's a little bit harder, I think, and she's got a few screws loose. Um, but I think ability-wise, she's probably the pick of them. Uh, Clayton's a big fan of Kafaji, always has been. I think he's just uh, a lovely horse and sort of beach villa can be disappointing, but I think he's sort of clicking together a few good runs. So I'll go with Kafaji. Well, I'm, I'm glad you did eventually. It worried me for a start there. It was all star celebrity for a start. And then we've, we've, we circled back to Kafaji. I, I was just thinking, <laughs> I, without giving away too many tactics, um, Beach Villa, you know, Kafaji is a big, strong customer. I don't know... I don't know whether his mind's always 100% on the job. When it is on the job, he's a really good horse. When it's not not on the job, sometimes he uh, he can look a little bit disappointing. But I'm thinking that if Beach Villa was first to the pegs, then there's a very good chance that Kafaji might take over at some point. Yeah, I think so. And I think that sort of suits Beach Villa as well. I think he's better off trail. And, um, you know, Kafaji can put in a, a clanger every now and then, but he's still quite green and sort of learning the business. He's a big... He's a big sort of strong fella, so he's just sort of trying to find his feet. It's funny, isn't it? You would think with the change of seasons and everything, because um, these horses are now, you know, relatively late, well, they are extremely late uh, three-year-olds, that uh, you'd be thinking to yourself, well, they would have developed. But you look at horses even like uh, Catch a Wave and Kafa, the, the big ones that need to furnish out, they still take time regardless, don't they? And they need, they need race experience. Yeah, that's the main thing. They just need to keep racing sort of and, and getting their – they sort of um, experience together because they are big fellas and they sort of they've got a, they, their legs are quite big to move so they sort of got to balance up and sort of just more the more hard racing they do I think the better they will be and sort of they need to race sort of the better horses to get better as well. Now you're never backward in coming forward uh, with these sort of with these sort of opinions and philosophies and uh, ideologies. Runaway celebrity, I thought, was going to be wasn't wasn't terribly far behind. You know the really, really top ones, the uh, the ladies in red, Joannas and Tough Tealies, wasn't quite there, but wasn't that far behind them. The two runs back this time in have been slightly strange. It was a big run first up in that uh, that Mare Sprint Classic, but she still got defeated by a horse that you'd think that she's significantly better than. And then last up, the time actually wasn't too bad, but as a dollar twenty favourite, um, she only just got there by lip. Where is she at right now? Yeah, that was sort of not her fault, more ours. Sort of, we were sort of ticking along, waiting for that race to come up, and it sort of come up on us. And she sort of, we probably should have been racing her um, a lot before that race. So I wouldn't take too much away from her. I think she's just, she's sort of racing back into fitness now, and she's sort of back where we needed to be. Yeah, well, that, that makes her an absolute moral. I would have thought on Saturday night because at her best, she's um, she's very, 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 very good. Now, tell us, is there anything that we that we haven't seen or that is ticking along? That's a new recruit at your camp that you're getting excited about outside of what we're seeing right in front of us at the moment? <laughs> yeah, there is one. There's a three-year-old uh, we really like um, called Captain Ravishing. So uh, they just sent him to us. Um, to race through the better races at the end of the season. So um, we've got a big opinion of him. He, he's working super at home. He's a, he's a great cut of a horse. And 
we all know he can go. Um, so, yeah, he's one that's sort of just about ready to rock and roll. <laughs> you gave me a giggle then, like, I had no inside information about that, Emma. I, I wasn't targeting, I wasn't <laughs> targeting that specific horse, honestly. I didn't even know you had Captain Ravishing. <laughs> so that was a completely innocent, naive question. But I, he's, he's shown a lot. You would be very excited. He's, he's a pure athlete. Yeah, they're one of the phone calls you like to take. So um, when they said, would you like to take him? We are like, yeah, for sure. So uh, he's just a beautiful cut of a horse and he's doing everything right at home. So we're really looking forward to him. How many of those phone calls with the enormous number of horses that you and Clayton train do you? There must be a fair few phone calls that don't end well for the people who are calling. Yeah, there's a lot that don't end well. <laughs> and um, sort of, <laughs> we're sort of a bit, a bit picky at the moment, but sort of we've got that many horses that sort of we can't just take everything. So... Um, when you get offered a horse of his ability, though, you can't say no. Uh, now, I know last time I spoke to you, you were up in Queensland and sort of suggesting you were more than happy to stay there and not come home. Have you have you acclimatised back into Victoria? You want to come in the studio right now here. It's about 37 degrees. But uh, have you acclimatised away from the uh, the wonderful holiday you had up in the Sunshine State? Not really, because we've no. been to Sydney last week and just back there now. So, um no, I could still see myself living in Queensland. It was quite, it was quite nice, actually. And what, what, what about this, um, this milestone that you might be, uh, well, you look very likely to reach one hundred Group One wins. This, uh, I don't know, how, how much do you put into this sort of stuff? I, I would imagine you sort of have to get excited about these things because it is such a grueling day in, day out, week in, week out game that when you get a milestone like this, you do have to get excited. And I'll tell you what, if nothing else, it's a reason to celebrate. Yeah, for sure. So we don't sort of take too much notice of it, sort of going through the seasons and that. And we sort of always have a have a look and just see where we're up to. And I still remember my first one. So um, hundreds sort of crept up a lot quicker than uh, we thought. So uh, fingers crossed it happens this weekend. But if it doesn't, it doesn't. But um, yeah, it'd be pretty exciting. I tell you, I'm just looking at the list now. There's 99. There's 93 for Pacers and six for Trotters. There would have been none for Trotters about two years ago. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <for sure. laughs> you've snuck that you've snuck that in just to uh just to add a little bit of sugar to the list very much appreciate you talking to us emma good luck with all three runners on saturday night hopefully kafaji wins for my sake and we'll talk again soon no worries thanks a lot there's emma stewart um i definitely didn't know about captain ravishing but he is um that's a massive addition to their stable and it'll be interesting to see what uh what clayton and emma can do with captain ravishing because uh, comes with a massive reputation or a big boom. And I'll tell you what, who else should come with a big boom? Captain Treacherous. So Catch a Wave is the most, at least the most exciting three-year-old in Victoria, I think Australia, by Captain Treacherous. My new favourite horse in the country is called Captain Belisario, unsurprisingly, by Captain Treacherous. Captain Ravishing, by Captain Treacherous. So he sort of, it was a weird situation. Uh, he sort of came on the scene and had the enormous boom. Everyone wanted a captain. Then there was a, lit, a very small lull where people were like, geez, are these as good as we thought they were going to be? And as it's turned out, yes, they absolutely are. And that's a nice little segue. I'll announce it on air right now. Not next week, but the week after, the third renewal of Breeders' Week here on, uh, on SEN Track. A lovely little partnership between Harness Breeders Victoria Harness Racing Victoria and SEN Track, where we'll spend the entire week, uh, we'll skip Metrospective even, we'll do a little truncated form panel, but we'll spend the entire week 
um, talking about breeding, get, getting people excited about breeding, updating them on news over the last 12 months, how things are going. We'll be going across shores. We'll be talking to people in New Zealand. We'll be having uh, an American influence uh, with one of the uh, the leading Australian expatriates or Australasian expatriates going to talk to us. And we're even going to talk a little bit about European breeding because we know now in the square gating world, in the trotting world, in, in the pacing world, the, the North American breeding influence has been massive for uh, many, many, many years. But in the um, in the square gating world, it's all about those outstanding trotters in uh, in Sweden and France and Italy and and around Europe. So we're going to talk about that and plenty of other things. Most importantly, we're going to talk stacks about how to get involved with breeding, even if it's on, on a very small level, because it's a great game. It's the most fun way. Uh, you can get involved. Well, you can get a winner, basically. You can go out and buy one at the sales, but there's nothing quite like the feeling of breeding your own horse, raising it, breaking it in, and then getting it to the races and actually winning. It's not an easy game. Nobody's going to try to tell you during the course of the week it's an easy game, but it's an amazingly fulfilling game. And if you love harness racing, there's no greater way you can contribute to the sport because without horses on the ground... We don't have a sport. Horses make racing or greyhounds make racing. You know, we've got pundits in here. We've got punters. We've got um, owners. We've got all the rest of it. But horses and greyhounds make racing. Let's go to the news now, find out what's happening in the world. Come back. We're going to chat a little bit further. Around 11.40, we'll have Wayne Potter on the line to talk about the son of La Cucaracha, the locomotive.